0: Are you for real? What do you mean? I don't know, I just feel like maybe I made you up.
1: I walked through the door with you. The air was cold. But something about it felt like spoilers somehow. Welcome. That's pretty good. I'm going to give that an 8. Welcome to I mean, Slavically if it Tonight we're covering Taylor Swift all too well. Is that a Midwest 6? The short film. Uh if I can get that out without being uh interrupted by the full cast. We do have a full vote <laughs> tonight I don't know to what's either, happening so. at all
2: tonight. <laughs> it's What is happening, Josh?
1: This is what's happening. We as spoilers are going to review a short film. The short film is called, I'll try this again, Taylor Swift dash all too well colon the short film. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, Pappy, why don't you go ahead and go first since you poked in there. Well, okay. You
2: sent us the opening question before the podcast. So I will, where is it here? I'll read it out loud to the audience at home. Yes. Um, Hold on. There's been so many memes of Taylor Swift and Jake John Hall in the thread. You're um, welcome. What is you slash your family's stance on Taylor <laughs> plus what is your favorite T-Swift song? So again, that was what is you slash your family's stance on Taylor plus what is your favorite T-Swift song? I, yep. I think me and my family... Our Switzerland on Taylor Swift. We don't really have a strong family stance that we all talk about. I I think she's fine. I think she's very popular, and I don't really care. The, the thing is, though, I fucking love Jake Hall, and that's going to be where we have a lot of problems tonight, boys. I I he's our king. We've been trying to make him our king on this podcast for years now. I don't know if this counts as one of his movies, but hundred percent, it should. <laughs> This is Josh from I say, Goshen. And not a hater, I th- though. Just real quick. Just not a hater, though,
1: for the record. Okay. This is Josh from Goshen, and I picked... I wanted to do this... I threw this out to you because Kylo had to have Brother Jordan on the Boondock Saints pod, and Jordan didn't show up, so we had to fill in a gap, and a lot of people are talking about this, so I don't think it's like that controversial of a pick from me. So people it's saying, my fault. People are saying I picked it for my wife. Not true. I picked it for myself. And Pappy, it's a really Mm. weird place for you to like poke in and be facetious about you slash your family. Because a couple of us, I think you know this, have wives that have really hard feelings one way or the other on Taylor. Mine included. My wife, Teresa, loves Taylor. So I have been exposed to a lot of her stuff throughout the years. But anyway, my favorite... Taylor Swift's song, which you didn't tackle this part of the question, Pappy. But I don't really um, have one. They're both from her album Reputation. I like her songs, I Did Something Bad and Don't Blame Me. So mm. uh let's keep going. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Uh, let's keep Pretty going good. around the
3: Skype circle.
1: Mike. Mikey. Uh
3: my family stance on Taylor <laughs> Swift. Uh, <laughs> it's hostile uh it's nothing but violence <laughs> and hostility towards taylor swift i guess i don't know no i don't know well i don't think my sisters listen to taylor swift i doubt my mom or dad does <laughs> uh and i couldn't name a taylor swift song honestly i don't listen to her she uh the venn diagram uh of me and taylor swift fans it's not overlapping at any point so I wouldn't know. This is my first experience of the arts from indie director Taylor Swift. (laughs)
4: Let's keep going around. Kylo, you're up. Hi, this is Corey. Kylo Ren memes. The first part of this, Josh, I find to be kind of a weird question. Like your family's stance on Taylor Swift. A couple of us have wives. I wanted to get stand? to that. If you don't
1: have a wife, I don't care what your brothers and sisters say. Let's just go with that. <laughs> it's for Stevie and Brett and me, that
4: question. <laughs> right. I have a wife, <laughs> Let's Josh. Go. Thank you very much. But my family does not hold a position on Taylor Swift. <laughs> I didn't really hold a position on Taylor Swift either until i watched this music video four times now i have somewhat of a position which we'll get into i don't want to say too much on that right now i am not a listener of taylor swift's music i've only listened to two taylor swift songs start to finish of my own free will Um, this one all too well and whatever fucking abomination she gave us in cats I don't remember oh what that God. song was. The movie's a blur, but I did definitely listen to her singing that movie. It was horny. He's a mystery cat. He's called the Hidden Paul. For he's
0: the master criminal who can not defy the law. He's the bad moment of Scotland Yard. The flying squad's
4: despair. For when they reach the scene of crime, Macavity's... Not
1: there. Yeah, your cards are real close to the chest, Corey. Can't can't possibly guess what your feelings might be. But anyway, let's move on to Brett. Maybe you have a couple song recommendations since no one else has been able to pick one up yet.
5: Well, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Uh, my wife likes Taylor's music. Uh, she's been to a concert. She's not like a super fan or anything like that but I do get kind of a dirty look if I ever make fun of her, so I don't do that very often. But uh, I was resigned to literally only say one because I didn't want to get crapped on, but since you want me to say... uh, I like uh, Wildest Dreams. Um, I like Style. Uh, This Love is good, but... Hey, I actually like Ryan (laughs) Adams' version. He did the whole album of 1989. It's awesome. Well, maybe it's just good songwriting then. Yeah. No, it's for it's. She was really pumped when he did it, so I'd recommend it to anybody who likes Ryan Adams and/or Taylor Swift songs.
2: Did she have any albums on that top two hundred thing that oh, yeah. you listened to?
5: Yeah, um, Red was the highest one, um, and then 80, 1989. I I, I like 1989 more, but uh, yeah, at least Red in 1989, I believe. Hmm. Which and this last song that we're doing tonight is from Red.
1: And last but not least, from the spoilers, the Normal Crew, Stevie. Not
5: there. <laughs> not
1: um, <laughs> you're last, yeah. so you've had plenty of time. Tell us here. your
5: wife's theory. <laughs>
6: Tell us your wife's <laughs> that, theory. I mean, oh I don't want to sound like you know, <laughs> I hate women hear me roar, but um, position Whoa. on Taylor Swift. My wife and I hold a similar opinion. Uh, my wife, I think, really enjoys uh, her music. Uh, I think especially like Red in 1989. Um, but my wife and I are both uh, under the opinion that uh, her love life uh, is kind of shitty and shallow. I'll leave it at that. And, mm. um, well, yeah, we're going to read I that mean, list later on. I'm just saying, when you go through the list, it's pretty old Hollywoody and annoying to look at. Uh, but it's her life; she can do whatever the hell she wants. Um,
3: Stevie, are you proclaiming that this A plant, this musical genius, that was provided nothing as a child to, to achieve absolutely this dream nothing of, from
6: the <laughs> Swift, yeah, from the Swift family,
3: that she would handcraft her dating life? to only further propel her own fame? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're proclaiming I'm just
6: saying there's quite a few stepping stones in there where, you know, (laughs) that, you know, while she was, you know, doing good things in her career, somebody else from the opposite sex that she would happen to date or go out in public with would also have something, you know, big coming out or something huge, you know, on the way. And... You know, I feel like Taylor Swift was with, you know, she was a power couple every nine months for 10 years. And yeah, but that's also her choice and she can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, I do think, though, here's my theory. I could be wrong. You know, um, I do think Taylor Swift, the director, has a shot at being better than Taylor Swift, the musical artist
3: okay hold on now walk that one back stevie <laughs>
1: that tells you how little i think of her music stevie coming out hot mikey play some sort of sound effect that we need some sort of sound effect.
3: <laughs> locked up for that one
1: stevie you went last like i said with of the spoilers gang but we have one of our favorite guests today so happy oh. to have dave Mello with us um Why don't you plug your stuff a little bit and then also answer the question with as much detail and clarity as you have to offer.
7: All right. Well, that was like a carousel of horror listening to all that. Um, But (laughs) don't worry. I'm here now. Uh, I haven't slept in 40 hours, man. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess the first thing would be the old Goodbye Mellow Brick Road podcast. There's going to be an episode coming up soon featuring the the spoilers gang themselves that's very exciting uh season four is almost in the can ready to come out probably looking at 2022 for that one uh i come down pro uh pro taylor swift i am in support of her in all things i think that she is currently making a case for herself as um I mean, I know there's people on this podcast who believe that she might be the next Scorsese, apparently. But she's also uh, making a case for herself <laughs> as the greatest musician who ever lived. I think she's pretty much ready to pass Paul McCartney any day now. And, you know, we out here just Stop enjoying that. Rude. She's reinventing the industry as we speak. What um, does that mean?
3: Album sales?
7: Yeah.
1: What does your family think?
7: Uh, the girlfriend, we bonded. We uh, She and I bonded over Taylor Swift. Um, Arguably, she's even more into Miss Swift than I am. And since you all completely botched the question of which one is your favorite song, except for the one-two punch from Rep, that was a pretty good one. Uh, And Wildest Dreams, uh, Taylor's version, of course, very good as well. But I'll just go through each album. You know, debut, you got Stay Beautiful, excellent song there. Over there on Fearless, of course, Taylor's version. Might want to lean into a little bit of a... You know, I'm actually going to go for one of the vault songs from Taylor's version, Mr. Perfectly Fine, which is about Joe Jonas and is totally a bop Uh, in the speak now realm. Might lean towards um, Back to December. It's a very nice song. Uh, Super sad ballad, Red, I gotta go for the lucky one. The vault songs are awesome. All Too Well is a great one, but the lucky one is my jam. 1989, there's a lot of great ones, but New Romantics is arguably the greatest bonus track she ever released. Over in Reputation, I am partial to Don't Blame Me as well, but Getaway Car slaps, and it slaps harder every day, as well as Call It What You Want. Uh, Lover, can't go wrong with Death By A Thousand Cuts. There's like cocaine in that song. Folklore, of course, has August and the entire Love Triangle trilogy song there. And Evermore, you've got Tis the Damn Season. Thank you for having me here. (laughs)
5: <laughs> i like back to december by the way that's a good one
3: were those song titles i don't know what any of that was well, i don't know what's going on
5: <laughs> deck by death by a thousand cuts was like listen to that your thing you just did
7: <laughs> it's like that's that one she did on tiny desk highly recommended
5: huh. the tiny desk uh, concert thing
7: yeah over with a uh, national public radio
5: yeah NPR. yeah
1: all righty, let's get into the movie itself. We're here to review a short film. And Pappy, walk us through this very first scene and the setup of the movie, please. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, I guess
2: to call it a short film is interesting. I mean, <laughs> I guess it is. But to me, it kind of just feels like more of a music video Which is fine. I mean, there's been some absolutely pieces of art that are music videos uh, with some talking in the middle, though. So I I, I don't know if the whole short film thing makes much sense to me. Opening scene, there's like a quote that flashes on the screen. I don't remember what it says. Like, love is... Pablo Neruda. Love is so short, forgetting is so long. It's deep as fuck. Apparently so, because this was like 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: For her. Not for Jake, but...
2: I mean, okay, but like, before, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about the plot yet, because this is like, this is literally like Jake Gyllenhaal and her, right, Dave Mello? Like, are you from Taylor's side? This is her Yes, this rehashing that?
7: N- never confirmed, but I mean, it's, she never, she never confirmed it herself, but everyone knows that this is about Jake Gyllenhaal.
5: Pumpkin lattes, right, Dave? Uh, Am I
7: right? Pumpkin lattes, sure. Uh, the movie Zodiac, you know, She's David like, Fincher pump- broke that man. <laughs>
1: She had a couple of songs that were about Jake. Are this isn't the only one.
3: What are you guys saying? What? I don't know. <laughs> the,
5: the, in, the li- in the liner notes, she had something like pumpkin spice or pumpkin lattes, which is supposed to be like a drink that her and Jake Jones. Okay, see, see
3: this is what I'm talking about. You guys have drank the marketing Kool-Aid for this I just cryptography some research, of this, these mysterious I boyfriend research. lyrics that she always does.
1: That's why I really wanted to get into the plot here first and maybe describe that stuff afterwards so we could at least give a <laughs> shot at discussing it as a film first. But it's
2: so hard to like just talk about it without at least acknowledging that, but it's the scarf scene. They're at Maggie Hall's house. <laughs> Taylor Swift drops off her sc- scarf and it's an upstate escape,
1: right? And it's the good times.
5: Correct.
2: It- Tell us Maggie about the line of dialogue.
5: Anything about
1: the scarf. I want to know about the line of dialogue, though, Pappy. That's what I'm trying to dig out from you. I, I sent this to our thread, which is named. Could we name the
2: thread after whatever we're podcasting next? This week it's named T Swift Video, a.k.a. Jake Protection Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I sent a screenshot, and it's Taylor and Jake Joenhall, but not really, laying in bed, and she's saying. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I made you up. Is that, is that what you want to get Are you for at? real?
5: That's yeah, a, a little corny. But I don't, we, all, <laughs> I don't care. we all feel that way yeah. about Jake, so I guess it's not that crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, you can hardly blame someone for having strong feelings about Jake Gyllenhaal. We all do. Lord knows we for do.
3: So, for someone who doesn't know, what is the timeline on this? What year was this? How long ago as well?
1: A simpler time. Take you all the way back to 2010. Jake Gyllenhaal is 29. Taylor Swift is 20.
3: Fresh off of (laughs) 9-11. The country
1: is just reeling. (laughs) What? Jake is fresh off of Prince of Persia. Yep.
3: Yeah, the country is reeling. A full nine years after that, but yeah. I I don't... Okay, so how long were they dating? Like three months.
6: Um, As long as the Prince of Persia thing lasted.
3: Wait, Three months? Yeah,
4: less than in principal photography for Prince of Persia.
3: Are you are, are you are you being they, serious? They right dated
5: now? for like less than six months. It was like October to March.
3: Okay, this is awful. I hate this. I was <laughs>
5: surprised too. I thought it was like a year or two.
1: I want to rewind back to this opening, this opening line of dialogue, Dave. I find it terrifying. If I were like sitting with a bunch of people that were taking this very seriously, um. That would be very uncomfortable for me. Do you like this at all? If so, like you this is your time. Stand up for it, man.
7: The opening like the quote?
1: No, the opening uh I think I made you up. Don't act like you don't know. There's three lines of dialogue here. <laughs> um Well, this is so this is
7: going off of the ten minute version of the song, but it starts the same way as the original song, so I guess I'm still very just accustomed to it and used to that opening lyric uh, to me it's almost like evoking this like lost memory where she kind of is like a ghost over this relationship haunting him thinking about all that went wrong and all that he could have done better so that's the kind of vibe i get for it personally but also you know it never can go wrong with a reference to uh the in 182 days the 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 best director winner maggie gyllenhaal it can't go wrong with a reference to her
3: Speechless. Just no words for <laughs> the artistic direction of Taylor Swift. She's just thinking on she's playing 5D chess with our feelings right now.
2: So is the 10 minute version new? Like that lyric wasn't in the original version of the song. I know nothing about Taylor Swift.
7: So this 10 minute so All Too Well came out uh on the original Red. Um and then when she announced that she was doing this re-record project Um, She announced a whole bunch of vault tracks, like songs that were like from the vault that she never released before for Fearless back in April. And people started speculating that when she did Red, would she finally release this 10 minute version of All Too Well that she's talked about in interviews before? That it was like this long version of the song that she just kept writing verses for. She couldn't stop writing verses and just playing music with her band. And it had been edited down and they put it into like a normal song length kind of. Well, it's like still like over five minutes. But people were wondering, would this be the time that the 10 minute version came out? And so this is the 10 minute version with the full original lyrics, all the verses that were part of the first draft of the song way back a decade ago. So the first opening lyrics are still the same as the edited version from the album 10 years ago. But there's a couple, I think, four to five verses that are added in here, as well as like a two minute long outro.
3: I just blacked out i don't (laughs) know anything (laughs) that just was said
1: well that plays into a big part of what theresa's argument is when i talk to her about this is that this isn't really about jake this is about remembering a time in your life and that's what taylor is doing here and that's what she's like inviting her fans to do and the (laughs) This is about
3: cashing in on the exact same songs that you released 15 years ago.
7: (laughs) She's getting her ownership back.
3: Doing very minimal work to sell a shit ton of CDs. A lot
6: of people can identify with being
2: fresh out of high school and dating a 30-year-old man.
3: One of the hottest movie stars.
7: Davis
2: had a good point there. This is for, like, copyright reasons, so she owns right. this version of the song? Is that what you're saying?
7: So She could have bought her old ones. Uh, yeah, she could. Um, she tried to get her old masters back, but... Didn't um, try hard enough. They Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta were um, hard on the negotiations with her and were kind of, like, going behind her back and doing backroom deals with them between each other. And so... She tried a couple times, and then they just wouldn't play ball. So she was like, "All right, well, I still own my lyrics. So what I'm going to do is just re-record them." So now she's in the middle of that project.
1: I have a hard, hard pushback for Dave on this, though. I think if you go back to any successful recording artist in the history of history, each yep. one has had a problem with producers, with record owners, with contracts. Mm-hmm. Dude,
3: All right, we'll give her that.
1: We'll give her that. No one's her marketing is great though she's got her fans to buy into this rehash and i just it's hard to get over for me she's not special
3: okay do the songs sound totally different what do they sound like
1: all the songs sound pretty much identical
7: some of the hits are hard to replicate the voice that she had at the time um but most of the songs do sound pretty much the same except for girl at home which she brought elvira on to remix and it just sounds like a whole new thing but she never she didn't really try that hard with that song because nobody likes it anyway
4: so the release of this song has nothing to do with the uh jake gillenhall ambulance michael Jillian. bay movie coming out next month or whatever
7: <laughs> no the, she's pretty much done with Hall at this point but this is all about just getting her ownership back oh
4: really she had me fooled <laughs> she squeezed every <laughs> ounce
3: of blood from that stone there's no more money left <laughs> in the Jake Gyllenhaal. I have a
4: short <laughs> film that begs to differ. She's done with
3: She's Jake She's so Killenhaal.
4: done with him. Also, check out All Too Well with 4 million views on YouTube.
3: <laughs> well, the
7: song's always going to be about him. 40.
3: It's 40 million. million. Yeah. And I am yeah. adding one more because I'm watching it right now. Me too. <laughs> the thing is,
2: like, the fact that it is Jake Hall is probably almost... Exclusively, why we're doing this on a podcast today, 100%. right? Like, I don't think we would be discussing this if it wasn't, and it's like it's drawn our interest, right? So Mikey's right. Like, this is she wins. <laughs> we're doing a podcast on it because it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and we see Jake Gyllenhaal eating coffee, drinking coffee with her dad, Josh.
1: He's our king. I, I want to know if Dave knows why Jake is all pissed off on a phone call by the road. I was actually good pretty, question. I was pretty piqued at that.
3: That was him not getting the Spider-Man job. (laughs) No,
1: that was him being denied as Frodo. (laughs) Have you guys heard that story? No. Was he in the running for that? He he auditioned as Frodo and didn't use an English accent. (gasps) And at the end, Peter Jackson was like, dude, supposed to be English accent? Oh, my God. That's awkward. (laughs) Yeah, but he's he's cool, man. So that's easily like a worse thing. Like, Jake's had some bad things happen to his life. It's not this as bad as Adrian
6: Brody, though. What's that? He turned down the roles of Sam, Mary, and Pippin.
1: He was offered <laughs> all, three? all three.
6: No, he was offered Whoa. each one. Whoa,
1: guys, we need to save some of this for our Lord of the Rings pod, which is actually coming out next
6: month. He, it still haunts him to this day. Yeah. Like,
5: but worse he,
3: than the SNL. He wouldn't thing. fit in any of those, though.
5: Didn't he do a movie that he wanted the best actor for, though, during that time? Oh,
3: Pianist? The youngest ever to win best actor?
1: What, the Pianist? Dave, I asked you a question about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. But do you you know what that Jake Gyllenhaal scene is about? Are there any clues in the lyrics or anything?
7: So there's people out there who have done lip readings of the video, and it seems like he's just yelling about just vague platitudes about his career. Um, So I like to think that it's about the fact that he didn't get (laughs) Oscar nominated for Zodiac.
5: he should
1: have does that timing add up
7: uh definitely not but you know he's kind of like an odd duck so i think that movie broke him spiritually (laughs) mentally and physically so maybe just you know four years later he was having a relapse about it you don't get to talk about jake
3: first of all jake has (laughs) never been broken physically the man is in peak performance (laughs) 365 24 7. okay calm down the man is mysterio that man never
7: has a day in the shop always ready to go he seems unwell lately. Like the last time he played a normal character was that Boston Marathon guy.
4: A normal character? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call that guy normal. He was unhinged too in his own way. We'll call that normal, no. Stronger wasn't
1: a normal movie. I like the blake the vague platitudes about his career that he must have been yelling at. That's really funny. My career is
3: going exceptionally well. I am loved by everyone.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he also apparently
7: yelled "fuck the patriarchy" at her and threw a keychain at her. So who knows what was going on in, in that upstate vacation?
4: We are never ever ever getting back together. We never ever ever getting back together. You go talk to your friends. Talk
8: to my friends. Talk to me. Talk to me. We never ever
2: ever. I thought the keychain said. Fuck the patriarchy. This is a big debate. Did he yell fuck the patriarchy at her?
5: He says something about the patriarchy. I thought,
2: please. like, the, the literally, but literally the keychain said. Yeah,
6: the keychain says fuck the patriarchy. There's a debate. Where is this a big debate? Where is that at? Yeah.
7: It's either.
2: <laughs> Good question, Corey.
5: There's either a
7: keychain that says fuck the patriarchy that he threw at her, or he said, or she wanted to yeah. drive and he said fuck the patriarchy and then threw her the keys.
2: Oh, that makes way more sense. The second one
1: that's just bass, jake i want to i want to go back to kylo it's been a while since we heard your voice and it's been a while since we've been talking about the short film proper there's like there's that scene where there's dialogue i talked about it a lot people want me to get over it and that's fine but then a lot of this quote short film is like very music video ish But one of the points where it breaks away from that is they have this argument in the kitchen. And I'm hoping, Kylo, you can maybe break this down for us.
4: You uh, can ask so- me one thing the
6: entire
8: night.
7: Such bullshit. That's such bullshit.
8: You dropped my fucking hand. What am I supposed to do with that?
6: I didn't even fucking notice. What are you talking about? I don't about? know I any your of hand. these
8: people. They're all strangers. They're all older than me. But like, what are you talking? I feel so out of place. <laughs> you're the only one you're that makes this me about You, you. Like, look ca- at me. I'm
6: catching up with friends. You're literally saying I dropped your hand. Like, what? I don't even know, remember the moment that
8: you're talking about. How can you be, like, attacking me about something that I don't even, like, fucking know? I was doing it subconsciously. I was catching don't up do with Don't do that. Dude, you're making me feel fucking stupid.
4: Holy shit. Yeah, this is uh, something that a lot of people in the comments seem to be talking about. It's definitely a big takeaway from the music video. <laughs> Let's see. How do I describe this? You know, it's... They seem to be two people that have a mundane relationship. And this is a mundane song about that relationship. And they have a a pretty, I don't know, like nominal arguments, right? Over something stupid. And those kind of things happen. But it seems to be made out to be something bigger. And I think maybe some people that watch this think it is bigger. Because what I've seen in the comments is people say, oh my God, I can relate to that so much. In the movie, or in the short film, they have a dinner. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal's friends are there. She tries to hold his hand. He holds it for a second. Then he like sets it down and like pats the top of it. Uh, She seems to be very upset about this later on, so they start arguing. She's like, you know, you wouldn't look at me during dinner. You didn't ask me any questions. You dropped my hand. She clearly blows up over dumb shit. It's really fucking annoying. I would be annoyed, too. I would probably respond exactly like he did Maybe I'm a bad person
1: No it's annoying <laughs> as hell If he's supposed to look bad This is like her side of the story It's like I thought yeah. it made her look bad she I should, know
3: She should have had a, an extra scene of like him doing something More than just that Cause it's like that was so minimal You're gonna blow up on him for that You
6: were having fun in front of your friends
1: I saw him look at her during the dinner actually so she lies so she's a liar too. yeah she lies a lot yeah they've give us the, give us a straight Dave, dope i mean <laughs> yeah kind
2: of point
7: well i do think if that was how somebody acted at a dinner party it would be you know i could see how a person would be annoyed by it but i um if you were jake gyllenhaal you'd also be like oh i didn't even realize i was doing that kind of thing um but that's not the only uh, impetus behind uh, this song. It's been pretty much. I think it's been widely uh, speculated, and, and in this ten-minute version, arguably confirmed that a lot of it has to do with um, Taylor Swift and her uh, her virginity um, that she saved for Jake Gyllenhaal, and then he just kind of did. He said th- uh, the things that he had to say and did the things he had to do to be with her in that way. And then after it happened, broke up with her over text message. So then a lot of the song is that kind of regret that she has.
3: Legendary.
8: (laughs) (laughs) And baby, now you got good good blood. blood. I take a look at our good blood. blood. And baby, now we got good good blood.
7: Um, For example, the scarf. Uh, they mentioned the scarf that is left at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house, but people don't think the scarf actually exists. They think it's just a symbol of that.
4: Right. Well, that's like reading into things, isn't it?
7: So I think that's more about... The song isn't about okay. just dropping the hand. It's more about that. That's. It's not just about like being ignored at a dinner See, party.
3: this is a new angle. That's interesting. This is different, okay? Nobody explained this to me. This isn't in the Taylor Swift <laughs> conspiracy theory comments on YouTube. Well, because...
4: This is in his Reddit fan theory community. Like, this is not like what the what the video itself is telling us, right? Like, that's it's, that's maybe one oh, person. No, not at all. One group's what? interpretation.
7: It's in the lyrics. Like, it's not in the video itself. It's in it's in just the lyrics. Like, it was speculated about for years, but with the added verses, it's pretty much like seems to be confirmed now.
2: So the scarf is a symbol for her virginity. Yeah.
7: That's what we're saying. It's she definitely was upset by the dinner party, but it's not the reason why she wrote the song.
4: Well, they spend a lot of time in it in the short film, <laughs> so I mean, it's definitely framed like this is like
3: the inciting incident, the
5: cat the catalyst,
4: one of the biggest problems they had. Like yeah. these types of arguments, and that that's what the video is telling us without like our own you know fan speculation. I wish I would have got, could have
2: gotten this from the short film because I'm, I'm coming in as cold to Taylor Swift as one can possibly come in and I guess that's like way more interesting if like I would have could have put together that the scarf was her virginity.
4: I, I yeah you had, I you had to like watch the Clone Wars to know that though you know <laughs> <laughs> There's like this
7: interview where Maggie Gyllenhaal says what a scarf and that's that's what I think we're missing here
8: Maggie Olivia B emailed is it true that Taylor Swift left her scarf at your house once cause she she said in a song I left your scarf at your sister's place
3: you know, I never understood
2: why everybody asked me about this scarf.
8: The scarf. What what is this? <laughs> she said in a song, she was singing in the song all too well about your brother, I left your scarf at your sister's place. Huh? Yeah.
2: I, I I am in the dark about the scarf. Okay. It's totally possible. I don't know. Okay. But everyone
8: at I have been asked this you before have? and
2: I've been like, "What are
8: you talking I about?" I feel like you need to look for the scarf. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> and then put it on eBay or bring it to the clubhouse.
4: Yeah, cuz she would up. like have remembered that to the minute, you know. She would have known exactly what the fuck that's in reference yeah, to. Yeah. It's like
3: I would have tossed that in a drawer and forgotten about it immediately. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know how many scarves I have in my house? I don't even wear scarves and I have scarves
0: when
1: you said you needed space then you come around again say baby I miss you and swear yeah I'm looking for more spots where it gets more cinematic and there's like dialogue but there's not a lot of it uh Stevie we've already talked about the, briefly the rise of their relationship they like to make out and have sex and have arguments about handholding. Now they're on the downswing. Uh what does the what does the short film show us here?
6: You know, they obviously break up. You know, Jake is just at his wits end because Maggie told him he should have, you know, divided his age by 2 and added 7, he wouldn't be in this mess. And Taylor <laughs> uh you know, she's crying, she's alone. You know, in places, seeing people be happy, but she can't be happy. You know, stuff like that. The usual breakup
7: stuff. He didn't go to her birthday party, though.
6: Oh, yeah. Her dad said, you know, turning 21 should be fun. But how can your birthday be fun if Jake Jillenhall's not there? I mean, all of us feel that every year. Yeah, and I invite <laughs> yeah.
5: him every year and he never comes. I mean, every
6: year <laughs> yeah. I wait for Jake Gyllenhaal to come through that door as Detective Loki.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was probably like a day of principal shooting that he knew like two years in advance. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I'm not coming, and I'm sorry. I can't.
2: How old was Jake during all this? I have,
3: an, I have an audition with Peter Jackson that day. I can't come to your birthday party.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm going to nail this
1: right
3: one. <laughs> 29,
2: Pat. I mean... You know, that's a pretty big age difference. That's a that's
6: Sink. a yeah, divide by two add seven. It's a pretty basic math rule.
7: That's why Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien were cast. They have the same age gap between them that
5: Taylor and Jake did.
1: They don't though.
5: You have the same attractiveness gap too.
1: <sighs> There's a plus on either side of it, because as far as I understood, it was twenty and twenty nine for Taylor and Jake, but it's nineteen and thirty. So it's it's just like a little tiny trick. But the other thing that really gets me, though, Dave, is not only is that the case, but also she, like, blames him for saying that they should break up because of the age difference. I think maybe even a couple times, right? Like, where does she stand on the age gap? Where do you stand on the age gap?
7: I think, you know, the age gap is, it's tough like i think it's a little worse with uh, john mayer so i can't wait for uh uh dear john the 24 minute version um but <laughs> oh, jesus i think i think mostly for her it was getting broken up with over text because joe jonas did the same thing to her so i think she just has bad vibes whenever that happens
2: why does that keep
4: happening What's going on with her and these men? It's a pattern.
5: Yeah, that's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like they're not that close. Well, now she's been with Joe Alwyn for five years. She's with who? Joe Alwyn. I think this is as good a time as any, Stevie. You hinted at the beginning like you weren't going to talk about it, but are you going to make me go through (laughs) the list that you and Lauren compiled? Do you want me to go through the stepping stones? Do you really want me to? I have it here. Dave, make sure you're sitting down, bud. Oh, boy. I can breeze through it really quick if you want.
6: Hold on. I got it right here. Give me 10 go for seconds. It. Okay. He's got it in his notes. It says, read this. Anomaly good. You know what? You go. I can't find it. Go ahead.
1: I won't read your precursor because it's pretty mean. And Dave's sitting like right there. It's so I'll not just get mean if right it's true. <laughs> okay. She's a career opportunist dated. <laughs> one of the Jonas Brothers in 2008 when they got huge dated Taylor Lautner in 2009 when Twilight was huge dated Jake in 2010 when he just had Prince of Persia his first blockbuster (laughs) release Corey Monteith at some point when Glee was huge Eddie Redmayne right off Les Mis Zach Efron (laughs) during in the making of Lorax which (laughs) actually Trace has said that Uh. never happened Between them. Let me keep moving, though. Let me keep
7: moving. 100%. That doesn't sound correct.
1: Harry Styles, when One Direction was at its peak. Calvin Harris, when he was the biggest EDM DJ in the world. And then Brett chimed in. Don't forget about John Mayer. Um, And that was a similar situation with him. So, Stevie, do you stand by it?
7: You're forgetting the most
1: important one. What is? What is? For two
7: weeks, she dated Tom Hiddleston, and he wore a tank top that said, I heart T.S.,
4: See what I mean <laughs> was it like <laughs> I'm so glad that Robert
5: Pattinson has avoided her thank God yeah has been tainted
7: if she was a career opportunist though she would not be dating Joe Alwyn right now
5: but she got to where she needed to be well she's she got her she got what she wanted she got the
2: mega stardom. okay so what are we sorry Stevie are you saying that Jake is complicit? And his agent is in it? I'm saying, yeah. I mean... So you're insulting our king, Jake, and saying that he's...
6: I, I part of me has to. Yeah. Mm. Dude, he's an idiot first off for dating. A, what was he? He would have been 29 she was, what, 19 or 20? 29 and 20. I mean, come on. Gosh. <laughs> like, what do you talk about? Like, what's it like to be on your parents' insurance? Like, get out of here. Not um wise. Yeah, it's just ridiculous for <laughs> that. But also,
4: that's all they talk about. That's all they talk What's about? To, about. What's it like to, to
6: be, be able to go your to bars?
3: Insurance,
6: like, I mean, <laughs> what do you talk
3: about with someone? like You have nothing in what common. Is
2: there really? What's it like to go to bars?
6: I can get
3: you some Mike's Hard Lemonade.
2: Can you buy me some w- liquor at the store, please?
3: Yeah,
6: I'll have yeah one Mike's Hard, please.
2: I mean, relationships
6: like these aren't like anything new. They've been happening forever. I mean. Like the first time J Lo and Ben Affleck did that, it was the exact same situation. Uh,
3: the difference is they're real, Stevie. That's real love.
6: <sighs> J Lo yeah,
3: and guess. Ben. That's you can't. You can't. Fake I'm starting that. to think you might be right, Mikey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, did she
2: give him the stink top, or did he make the stink top? We're looking he's at a, a huge of- T.S. Eliot fan. <laughs>
3: mm. It's not about her. It does look like what? it's about $2.
7: It's a homemade tank top. Uh, very poorly made. He made it. Yeah, he made it.
3: That's on him. In Asgard. I can see his nipples. Gonna shake,
0: shake, shake, shake. All
1: right. I think we come to one last little act here at the end of the short film. And. It's maybe the one that I take the most umbrage with. Um, Taylor Swift is now being played by herself. And she's like seemingly at a higher point in her career. And she's reading some sort of memoir. And through the window, (laughs) the poorest bum, the least successful man that ever walked the face of the earth, a now shrubby, disheveled Jake (laughs) Lyon Gyllenhaal. All I can he's do is stare. Now. All can, yeah. All I can do is stare through the window. Rap focus. Rap focus. Sadly, watch as she becomes successful and he gets swept under the trash bin of history. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's the way history will tell the story. He's got the scarf though.
7: What if that was Jake Gyllenhaal in the video though? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, but
5: he's like he doesn't remember any of that.
4: It would be slightly better of a music video. <laughs> How It'd does he wear?
1: Her virginity on his neck, like out in the cold, like
4: that. That's like weird.
6: It's his scarlet letter.
4: Mm. <laughs> oh. So, what's she doing? She's right. She wrote a book about the, the best three months
3: she ever had, or what? Is that what you're to believe? <laughs> this is my problem with it. It was three months, granted. If the virginity thing is true, yes, that's upsetting for sure. But three months, how long ago? And then you. Make this music video was just very odd. I feel but like. But again,
2: how can we criticize anyone for falling madly in love with Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> it's true. Can I
3: do it? You can't blame the lady. It happens. It course. happens.
2: It would be the most important thing in my life if you talked to me for a day. Oh my god. Let alone dated me for three months.
4: I don't know. It's pretty accusatory, though. It's like you never let go of this thing, Jake. Like even though I'm making this thing about it right now, like you still wear the scarf, motherfucker.
7: I think she wanted to show people like that that it's okay like that they're not alone if if they've been in relationships with
4: older men who like manipulated them that way that's a good point that is not the story the music video tells
3: no I know that's the thing is like I would have no idea I would me as a man if I made that music video (laughs) I would be laughed at on Twitter (laughs) just like get the fuck out of here like
1: (laughs) oh my gosh
3: Even if there wasn't the undertones of like someone took my virginity or anything, if I made this exact music video or something, just the roles reversed, it would just be like, "What, dude? Just let it go, man." man, Mikey, could you imagine just like,
1: could you imagine Pap in a short film filmed in like his apartment where he's like, "You dropped my (laughs) hat." Yeah,
7: (laughs) you should recreate it. All I'll
2: say is, this has forty million views in seven days, six days. Oh. It's a big audience. And now I can't see the dislike ratio on YouTube anymore, but 3.5 million <sighs> thumbs ups. That's a lot. I got it. 21K thumbs uh, down.
7: Are, are a million of those yours? <laughs> I just, you know, I, I support the music industry.
3: You need a
1: million different accounts.
5: <laughs> Josh, were you going to ask me something?
1: Yeah. Before we get to final thoughts so you guys can uh, dig down into your notes to see... Your final thoughts, get them ready, Brett. Just describe to the view to the listener who may not have seen the short film. What's the overall just like look of it? Like, because I don't think that's bad. It's kind of like a square, but how does the like look and sound make you feel?
5: I mean, I like the song. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you're if you're asking about colors or something. You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, just it's just a. Did you well? Did
1: you notice the aspect ratio and like the rounded corners? Oh.
5: I I don't know. Like we
1: haven't really talked about how this movie is like displayed. You know,
5: is it like supposed to be on like a what's that called a nine? Not nine millimeter.
4: What it's is it, is TV? Like a Polaroid? <laughs> what's that? Guns, guns, guns. No,
5: it's a, like the, <laughs> it's the, shot the the a shot on a desert eagle. The, guns, 50. guns, guns, guns.
3: <laughs> oh, a super eight or something.
5: Like a home video ish. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they're
2: shot some pretty high tech lenses. But no, it's supposed to. It's supposed to look like a home movie, right? With the square, boxy. That's what I was going for. Four three, whatever yeah. aspect ratio it is. Yeah.
4: Right. I mean, it's supposed to be like we're going back into the uh, into the vault of her memories to kind of take a look back at what happened with this relationship. I mean that uh, that's what this it really is. It's like you know, this is the thing I went through, people, and let's uh, let's relive it. Let's talk about it. That's that's what the video is. And it's very like Hallmark movie romance kind of thing, right? Like it, it, the kind of movie that I have not seen, but I know exists. You know, where it's just like, well, like maybe like a like a Notebook kind of genre movie. Although that one I have seen, it's a banger. That's the feel of it, I think. <laughs> right, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I I would give this movie some credit for some good cinematography and some good color. And if it's supposed to be dream. There's a little bit of uh, fog. Thank you. Fog feeling, out of focus stuff that brings that across. So there are some strengths here for sure. I don't want this to be a hate pod at all, although that might be too late.
5: That's what I was saying. There was a shot that I really liked at the end.
1: Yeah. What is it? What is it there, Brett?
5: When she comes out of the behind the curtain at the very end. Rena
1: Yang, director of photography. Sorry. Go ahead, Brett. When
5: she comes out uh, for her book tour and she sits down. Um, it's winding down and she sings all too well as Taylor Swift's character starts to say all too well and like talk like her talking lines up with her singing. And then, I mean, after they say all too well, it, it doesn't sync up anymore. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you go back and see that again. I mean, I know Kyla mm-hmm. will go back and check it out and I don't know if I'm describing it very well, but like she's mouthing words to her fans and she's talking in her real cadence, and she says all too well, while the song is singing all too well. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it lined up really cool. I thought it was really cool.
1: She's reading the book and singing the song about... The best three months she'll ever have on the planet Earth. You
0: um, should not, all go. You shouldn't know the word. What you did with her, Get back to me. Get back to me. And it should have been
6: there in the back of your mind. You shouldn't be asking yourself why. shouldn't be begging for forgiveness and
1: pardon. Let's move on to final thoughts. Dave, I commend you for being on this pod. Yeah, it's. Thank you, but in holding true to your guns man the whole time i want to give you at least the first chance to put out some final thoughts here that's the least i can do
7: i mean i i appreciate the invite it's it's all i love any time spent on the spoilers podcast um in terms of final thoughts i just um i i was glad to hear you mention rena yang um excellent cinematography from her um really great stuff i think taylor is an awesome director she directed the long pond studio sessions last year which i thought should have received the best picture nomination if not a win um along with eurovision you know uh singing in icelandic i know that's a big deal here um uh, love that um but also <sighs> mm-hmm. just a really great short film i have a list on letterbox that i have like a ranking of my short favorite short films of all time and this comes in right at number two so it's really awesome. I've already seen it twice and I can't wait to see it for the rest of my life. It's a beautiful work of art.
1: Don't give it that hard yet. Yes, yet. Anyone else have
4: final thoughts? There was a moment I did like, so I guess I can say that. It's when um, Sadie Sink, you know, she's the one that's playing young Taylor Swift. She opens the door. And there's a demo gorgon right there. Then Eleven has to come in and use her psychic powers on it. That part was badass.
3: Oh man, just the—I mean, that's the only thing I know that girl from is like playing an eighth grader in Stranger Things. That's so all it's I like can think about. Jarring Stranger to Things. see her in this music video with Dylan O'Brien. It's certainly a choice.
5: Is she the bro the sister of the crazy guy? Yeah. yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. I searched all over the internet and I actually found Kylo. You'll be interested in this. I actually found a quote. It, it just came out like an hour or two ago that of Jake Gyllenhaal. He he actually had a reaction to this. Um, and he's talking to Taylor. He says, for you, the day Jake Gyllenhaal graced your village was the most important <laughs> day of your life. But for me, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. That's what that was in quote. Is that a real quote? Um, Hell no. Kylo, help me out here.
4: <laughs> That's a bison from the 1994 Street Fighter movie. Okay. Rest in oh, peace, Raul.
5: I've been waiting for that to tell that joke for about an hour now. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Pretty pumped about it. All right, sorry, go ahead. It
4: was all worth it. <laughs> Josh, I do have some YouTube comments. Should I hold off on those for oh, now?
5: God, I tried to find a bad one. There are none.
4: We'll get
1: to there right after yes or no's, I was hoping for, Kylo. I have one last question for Stevie. What's that? Where does this argument, this argument in the short film, where does it fit in the pantheon of classic movie husband and wife arguments? Is it up there with Orson Welles versus Mary and the Stranger? Or the argument where Adam Driver punches the wall in Marriage Story? Or Michael and Kay fighting in Godfather Part 2? Where is it? Tra- That's a tragic one. Um, man. Well, this is like
6: the dumbest argument in the world. So, uh.
4: <laughs> so it's not up there. It's not. Uh, no,
6: anyone with common sense and like, I mean, I don't know Jake. I hope to, I mean, one day meet him. But like, I imagine he's a pretty easygoing cat. So like, him hearing Taylor, you know, seeing you threw my hand down, he probably just laughed it off. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um yeah this is yeah this is like I wouldn't even call it an argument it's a strange circumstance <laughs> uh
1: strange
6: circumstance I'm sorry but yeah the Michael and K1 In Godfather part two is like a tragic tragic fight I had an abortion Michael it was an abortion Michael
3: Taylor Swift has taken a simple vibes were off moment and blown it way out of proportion. She
2: turned it into a career. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an exaggeration. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Save right. us with your, your yes or no, buddy. Okay. This is Pappy recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Listen, we're all here talking about this, right? <laughs> we're all very interested in this. Once I learned this is really Taylor Swift's spilling the tea about Jake Gyllenhaal taking her V-card. And it's only twelve minutes long, yeah. Hard, yes, for me. This is this is so interesting. Let's this go. is so. I I I don't hate the song. I don't. I think it's actually a good song. And I, this is coming with someone with no Taylor Swift experience. Yeah, I guess you're right that the like, uh, like fight it does seem a little bit contrived in the middle. And like, as a thirty year old dude, I'm probably gonna like more identify with Jake Gyllenhaal. But if this is really all about how like he took her V card and then just dipped and broke up over with her over text, if that's true, I don't care. This is like interesting as shit. I'm glad this podcast worked out. It was a very strange choice by you, Josh, to bring us together. On by this. all but, of us, okay. <laughs> but a yes, I give it a yes. Not mad. I watched it.
1: Why don't we head over to Brett next?
5: Okay, yeah, it's uh, it's a yes. I think it's a good song. Yeah, it was actually good. I I like that one scene at the end. It it was good. It's fine. I mean, Jake forever, but that's it's it's good. I like the song.
1: (laughs) Josh from Goshen. I'll go. Uh, I'll give it a pretty solid no. I think Kylo hit on it earlier, where it's like, what's shown on screen isn't really enough for me for a short film. And let's be fair, I'm not calling it a short film. It's called a short film. Like, right in the title, it says this is a short film. And it's just not a good one. I The ratio of music video to like actual scenes, I wish was like flipped at least. Just barely anything to hold on to. But pretty pretty solid no. And I'm keeping my personal feelings for Jake out of this as I give this (laughs) no. But it's still a no. Anyway, let's clip on over to Kylo.
0: Can we always be this
4: close? Okay, I'm going to give this a no. The words that come to mind when I think of this music video are... Sappy, cringy, cliche, annoying, frankly. I mean, this is some first world problems bullshit. This is like (laughs) supposed to be some great artistic like video. I mean, if the comments are to be believed, (laughs) it's a short film, self-declared a short film. But this, I mean, thriller, this is not. This isn't even fucking like ghosts. Like this isn't. (sighs) Oh. What about November Rain? This isn't November Rain. It's not <laughs> It's not Perfect Rain. Buddy Holly by Weezer or like any <laughs> of the great music videos I think of, it doesn't even hold a fucking candle to them like a, like a Tool music video or This Is America. It, it sucks. It's so fucking sappy and stupid and it's like I don't know, it just seems so like juvenile. And I guess it was cuz it was written like a long time ago when she was much younger, but to like bring it back and like Uh, I don't know, to revisit this situation, it just seems so fucking stupid to me. And I'm sure there's like reasons why that was done. You were talking about like legal rights with getting the song back and stuff, and maybe she had this idea a long time ago, but couldn't do it. I say just don't do it. It's bad, and I don't like it. I don't like the song either. I don't like anything (laughs) about this. Fuck the whole thing.
6: It went from a no to fuck the whole thing. (laughs) Fuck the whole thing.
1: Mikey, that was a pretty hard stance, but I'm going to pass it to you. Can you bring us back to Earth a little bit? You
0: found me, you found me, e, 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 but I guess you didn't
3: care. No. Uh, I don't think that's possible. Uh,
0: <laughs>
3: I, there's good arguments all around uh, if the red scarf thing, I mean, that's does good for Jeez,
5: It wasn't that time of the month. But,
3: uh, <laughs> that's the color of the scarf in the song, Brett uh that's a pretty awful story for jake uh not gonna lie uh but also he shouldn't be messing around with someone that young that's just dumb uh but also it was probably just all marketing like it usually is so it's like everybody's at fault here and i don't know i I just don't think her point was made clear to me as someone who's going in blind again like we said, I don't know anything about Taylor Swift or who she's dated or anything. So it's like I didn't pick up on any of the undertones of what was happening. But yeah, it's good marketing for new, old songs that she's remaking. Personally, I can't, I don't remember what the song sounds like. Her music does not stick with me. So I can't say yes to the music or the music video. I didn't think the music video was anything special. I think the story surrounding everything is fairly interesting though so i'll give it a soft no don't watch it don't give her any more money she's already a billionaire fucker <laughs> protect jake at all costs
1: oh stevie <laughs>
6: So, what do you mean to judge this as? Like a story, a music video, a short film, a song?
1: I like how people have been judging it on different things, but to me, Stevie, it says short film, so that's where I go.
6: It's not a short film. You're the um, one that's argued
1: and- in the past about like the artist should be able to claim what they want about their art, though, right?
6: <sighs> yeah. It feels more music. I almost kind of wish it was a musical. I think Dylan O'Brien could have stretched his legs for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is going to be a a no dog for me. I can't tell you what the song sounds like. I listened to it 10 times. I cannot tell you what that song sounds like. I'm a big fan of Dylan O'Brien. I think Sadie probably has a good career ahead of her. Pretty big fan of the rack focus at the end, where it shows Jake wearing the red scarf. (laughs) Quite a... Jake Lyon. I mean, that was uh, kudos to Rena Yang for really trudging through all that shit just to get to that. On the relationship of it, though, I think Jake was a freaking idiot back in the day. 110%. I'm sure Maggie slapped him upside the head uh, at some point when Taylor left the room and just said, what the hell are you doing? And um, also, I think Maggie is probably uh, who he was on the phone with at some point. She was just screaming at him saying, divide by two, add seven, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Leave Um, that poor
1: girl alone.
3: (laughs) She's got school tomorrow. She
6: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a no dog for me.
1: Uh, Before I pass it over to Dave, I just would pose this question. Would you guys rather be on the set of this short film? Stevie, this is particularly for you. I'd rather okay. be like a DP or on the set of this film or r-
2: <sighs> <sighs> Man. Oh. This one. More rust content here on spoilers.
3: My, edit that out. <laughs> that was a poor taste. Yeah. <laughs>
6: one last
1: question for you Uh, what's your favorite Jake performance you know off off the top of my head I might go with Nocturnal Animals Steve oh that's a good one that's the one
8: Prisoners
6: I was gonna say Detective Loki that's my all time favorite
1: Dave you wanna give your yes or no buddy
8: I could
4: show you
1: Yeah, uh, I think, you know, I hear
7: your points. Uh, I'm going to be a total yes on this one. I think, you know, I know I mentioned already that it's one of my favorite short films of all time. But I also have a list ranking my favorite Taylor Swift. Um, Anythings. And it's it's right up there with the best of them. You know, I still have some of the concert documentaries a little bit ahead of it. But it's truly, I think, just masterfully done it brings to life this like ghostly kind of phantom version of a song that many people consider to be the greatest Taylor Swift song of all time. I know Rolling Stone even put it very high on their list of the greatest songs of all time. It's a major favorite for many people, and there now are many people who consider this to be the definitive version of the song, including Miss Swift herself. Um, And this short film, to go along with it, is just... You know, it's got lots of great vibes. There's Easter eggs for speak now. There's references to folklore and evermore. It's really crossing the whole gamut of her eras and bringing this sort of, this sort of vision into a visual place after Fearless didn't have any music videos to go along with Taylor's version. Now we're truly, I feel gluttonous with Red Taylor's version. And I just think it's a really beautiful, stunning piece that I am going to have in my life for a long time. And I'm happy to celebrate it and. I'm happy to talk about it with all of you. This has been awesome.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Anytime. After yes or no, we usually have like the most fun on our podcasts. And part of that tonight, <laughs> because trivia is like super freaking quick, Kylo had a couple of hand-picked YouTube comments that... I honestly don't know, Kylo. Were they chosen for hilarity or for sincerity or for, like, some sort of insight? You you lead this section for
8: us.
4: All right. Yeah, a little bit of both. I just found some comments. It was kind of hard to sift through them um, because there's 108,000 of them. Uh, So that added a layer of difficulty. (laughs) On our videos? That's insane. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Is this one of our videos? Maybe on this video there will be. (laughs) But I, I got some that are just like quick comments. I got some that are a little bit more in-depth. Um, I I don't know. I'll read them off one at a time, and you guys can respond if you have anything to say. Otherwise, I'll just move on to the next one.
1: Are we just supposed to boo or clap
4: after them, or what? <laughs> Up to you guys completely. Uh, Jane Smith says... I had a sudden image of Taylor Swift being nominated for an Oscar for short film and the Academy asking oh, brother, Jake Gillenhall <laughs> <God. laughs> oh. Nominated for an Oscar for Short Film and the Academy asking Jake Gillenhall to present the award and hundreds of thousands oh, of enraged on. Swifties destroying Hollywood. The Oscars would do something like that, hundred yeah. percent.
7: She deserves a nomination, at least. I
4: would certainly drum up some some views. Uh, Cheyenne Pepper says, "Gaslight, Gatekeep, Gillen <laughs> So there you have it, the three G's. Huh. Um, William Vox said something that maybe you guys can help me interpret. It's it's pretty short, but if it caught my eye, it says, "White woman's Instagram perfection." <laughs> Is that Bo Burnham that wrote that?
1: Who wrote that? Oh, that's
6: funny as shit.
4: Uh, Tori Jade says, and this is a very common sentiment in the comments section. It's really hard to like filter through these, actually, but I figured I should read one of them. It says, same thing happened to me. Taylor is a genius, and I absolutely love that these men get to feel her pain for what they did. More importantly, they get to feel missing her, knowing they messed it all up, and watch her just keep succeeding in spite of them. Yes, girl, yes. Wait,
5: God, she- I hate it. Oh, I hate that. That makes me so mad.
1: Why? She dated Jake Gyllenhaal, too? Yeah,
3: yeah, same thing happened to her. Exactly. I'm sorry. Josh, I have to ask Dave something. Dave, do you consider Taylor Swift to be an actual human and not a cyborg? Okay, I need to know. She is so odd to me. I don't think she's a robot, but I do think she's
7: very unhinged sometimes.
3: Unhinged? Oh, like in a scary way, (laughs) like we should be afraid if we're trapped in a room with Taylor Swift.
7: Just like in sometimes I feel like she has a big explosion of creativity and it can be a lot for the people who aren't Swifties in this world.
3: Yeah, a lot of victims left behind in that wave. (laughs) <laughs> that boy that sentence you just said was terrifying. I don't know if you're in trouble, if we're in trouble. <laughs> Cult <laughs> like surroundings.
4: Alright, well. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it going. George C says, Well, that was nothing but predictable. Which I like that. Yeah. I definitely agree with. That's my favorite one so far. Uh Celia Vasquez. This song is not for the public to feel bad for her. This is a song for the fans that felt the heartbreak she shared with the world 10 years ago and for people who continue to feel emotion toward her art she shared in 2012. This act and re-recording of her music is so that she owns 100% of her music. That is all and whatever will be from this point forward. If you don't like her, please don't click on a video or song. The public has been making her relevant. It's been the fans. I,
5: I could dig the first half of what she said. I. That that makes total sense to me, and then she she just went off the rails a little bit at the end, but
2: She did say if you don't like her, don't click on her videos and Josh made us do a <laughs> Taylor Swift music video out of nowhere.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a short film.
4: Christina Marina. Short wow, film. I went through this exact same thing this summer. Holy shit, she dated trip. Jake too. Man, <laughs> another one. How many of these women is Jake dating? Dang Jake? <laughs> It said, on an overnight trip, and him nor his friends made me feel welcome, I felt like a clown. Vibes <sighs> are off. So this person called Hi, Hello, Yo, What's Up says, I want to chase Jake with a pitchfork right now.
5: Do it, I dare you.
4: <laughs> See what I'll happens, motherfucker.
5: <laughs> yeah, he will kill you. That'd be shocking.
4: Protect Jake at all costs. Thomas Moriarty says, I can't blame him for dumping her. She's hella annoying in this video. <laughs> <laughs> How many downvotes did he get? Uh, none. Oh. Nicholas Benjamin Nunez Figueroa says, Mas bueno que los portos. Wait. <laughs> Mas bueno que los parotos. Do you guys oh, have any idea what that means? I bast- can translate you it. bastard.
5: I can't believe he I just know. said that.
4: Says, better than beans. So... <laughs> Oh yeah. I disagree, wow. but he says this music video is better than Beans. What kind of Two more. 1.5 million likes. <laughs> <laughs> this person was on one when he wrote it. I don't know. This, this just struck me. You guys can let me know if you think it's as funny. Andreas Gregoro says, this was so emotional watching Wendy grow up into a fine woman, embracing her weirdly orange hair, and becoming successful. Also, the guy looks Dylan O'Brien, but 30 years older. Anyways, feeling 21, so I'm going to go get fries. Hate it. (laughs) All right, last one. Uh, Colleen Hay. So, this is a kind of a rare comment from a female uh, person (laughs) in the comment section. (laughs) A woman? A woman, that's it. (laughs) I was looking for that word. A female person. Throwing a tantrum over your boyfriend, not holding your hand, slash looking at you during a dinner party? Childish as fuck and toxic. Are we supposed to be rooting for Taylor? Uh, so that had some replies, which I didn't screenshot, but I imagine they were not good. Uh, again, that was like, a rare sentiment she's dead. from a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's her last comment. She's, she was dark. That was the Swifties, last
3: comment. Swiftly
1: took care that of that was the person. Last
3: YouTube comment she's ever going to send.
1: All right. Thank you, Kylo, for that segment. Um, a lot of the movies we cover have YouTube comments, so we might have to make that a regular thing. But what we're going to do here in the same actually it's not the same order this is the order i made uh least positive towards the short film to most positive okay i want you to tell Mm me how many as of before this red taylor's version came out on november 19th how many tracks did taylor have including original tracks from her solo studio albums so kylo i believe you were the most negative what's your guess This is to toss it. How many tracks? This is to toss it to spoiler man. Yeah, this. The basic question is, how many songs does Taylor Swift have? That's the easy way to say it. I don't know. Forty-five. Cool, Mikey. One hundred twenty.
5: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Stevie,
1: you were kind of middle of the road. I, I, I was not you were, middle of the road. I hated this thing. I gave it a no dog. But not quite as hateful as Mikey or Kylo, I thought. So you're next. Yeah, just because Arena Yang. Yang. Um, okay,
6: uh, what, what Kylo? What, what was? Uh, 45 and um, 120.
1: 45. Oh, 130. Alright, Brett, I got you next.
5: And you said you're not counting the Taylor's versions once?
1: Correct. Before that came out.
5: Um, Let's go with, uh, I'll go 119. Pappy,
1: you gave it a yes. You're next. Gonna go 215.
2: 215.
7: Change in 500.
1: Dave, I'm rooting for you so hard. You deserve to toss it to spoiler, man. Um, What's your thought here?
7: Well, just to clarify, is it just her studio albums or is it also songs like that she did for like when she did this, like the Fifty Shades of Grey song?
1: Only including original tracks from her solo studio albums.
7: Okay. I think that would be
5: 185. Oh, man. Does he deserve to win? he said that she should have won the best picture last year. Love you, Dave. (laughs) But
3: that's a red flag. She's
5: now Michael Joseph Jackson.
1: Pappy, can you give me that Jeopardy count thing? Because I actually need it. This is close. It's by one. What? That Jeopardy. No, no. Oh, the
4: calculation. It's not a Jeopardy thing. It's the
3: calculator thing. Oh, no! It's when the
5: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It's a Jeopardy thing. It's when the categories come in the dollar amounts.
2: No, that's from Millionaire. The computer. Oh, Two wrong chances. Okay, so check this out,
3: guys. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Okay,
1: (laughs) 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 according to my math, Stevie and. Mellow, it's between you two. Stevie, you guessed 130. Mellow, you guessed 185, Dave. And the actual answer is 158. And I think that puts Stevie 28 off and Mellow 27. 27. Let's go. So Holy you just crap. barely squeaked in. Wow. Baby. Wow! You get the final word here, Dave. And also at the end of it, wow. just straight up toss it to Spoiler Man.
7: Well, I think we're all in agreement here that on the Mount Rushmore of musicians, Taylor's in the Abe Lincoln position and working her way up to Washington. Huh? Um, so we love her here. The official stance of the Spoiler's podcast is pro Taylor Swift and now we'd like to hear uh oh this is great from Spoiler Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
8: <laughs> Special thank you to our patrons Nick.
1: Why are you so pissed off?
8: Druid King.
1: I don't know, I just feel like maybe I made you up.
8: Brother Brian. He's my friend. The Meg
0: You dropped my fucking hand! David Are you for real?
8: Nurse Stacy What do you mean? Matt Troll. Bullshit. That's such bullshit. Brother Ellis.
0: You were being weird and
4: quiet the entire time. I was not being weird because you wouldn't yes,
8: look you at me. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on Patreon.com slash Spoilers Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit
4: once upon
5: a time a few mistakes ago we were in our cave you got us alone you found us you found us you found us 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 we thought that you were food you didn't like that so we played a game but when we turned our back you tricked us you
8: tricked us you tricked us 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 us, us,
1: us. josh here and i just wanted to announce that we are officially doing return of the king this year a third annual lord of the rings multi-part series on the third part of peter jackson's trilogy and i mean brett has even thrown down first draft of timestamps. like we're well on our way and thanks for listening to our taylor swift uh short film review if you'd like to know where we pulled any of these Taylor Swift covers, hit us up and I'll let you
8: know. Chased us down, they never saw us cry. Okay, maybe we cried, but we had to stay alive for the fraas, the fraas, the fraas, we heard you. That was spoilers.